Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 14 of That Brown Bish and I'm your host Nalani Selvasingham. So before I get into today's episode, there are a couple things that I wanted to address. On my last episode, I said that, or I started off saying that my family doesn't like to talk. So that doesn't mean we're quiet people. Like that's not what I meant at all. If you've been around me or any members of my family, you would know that that is definitely not the case. We talk too much, if anything, unnecessarily. It's just that when I say we don't talk, I'm saying we don't talk about serious things. Like we just find it very uncomfortable. Okay, we think it's awkward. So that's what I meant to say. So we are not silent people. Let's just get that clarified. And also I had mentioned how the anesthetist, (laughs) you know what, like I don't learn, like I should have looked it up again. Like, I don't know why I do this to myself, but anyway, the the anesthesiologist, I'm going to say that, like, I don't know if there's like a difference between what I was trying to say earlier and anesthesiologist. I don't know if there's different um, levels of anesthesia. God. But anyway, yes. So I was informed by one of my friends that works in the medical field that the reason they asked me to, or the reason he asked me to open my mouth really wide prior to me going into surgery was to see whether I had a difficult airway or not for when they needed to put the tube down my throat. So thank you for letting me know that. You know, I'm always learning, learning new things every day. Just watch the Blue Jays get swept in the wild card series. To be honest, I'm feeling a little nauseous. I know we weren't even expected to make the playoffs. And the only reason we did, or at least make it into the wild card series because of the extended playoff format this year so it was a good experience for the young guys I'm still a little sad of course it's just I had a little glimmer of hope because we've done relatively well against the Rays this year even though they were first in our division we lost a few like really really close games heartbreaking losses but I thought we had a good chance and it just didn't work out that way First game, we didn't know how the pitching was going to go with Shoemaker, but he actually did a phenomenal job. They took him out earlier than I would have liked them to, but, you know, they had a plan. And for the most part, except for a couple hiccups, the pitching was pretty great that day. It's just we couldn't get our hitting going. And then today's game should have been open and shut with Ryu pitching, and we were expecting him to be lights out, and that did not work out. The way we expected so it was very disappointing Bo Bichette had a couple unnecessary errors um, the first one at least didn't do any damage but the second one ended up leading to a grand slam so we could have been out of the inning and that could have just changed the whole outlook of the game so it was just frustrating but yeah these guys are young guys for the most part and this would have been a seriously good experience for them moving forward and I can't wait to see what these guys are going to do next year so finally I'm doing my Indian matchmaking part two the reason I had such a hard time doing this episode or you know it's been so long it's been like seven whole episodes since the first part was because let's face it like the second half is a lot more boring than the first and you know Aparna makes the series right and you don't really see her in the second half like the later episode so I feel like I just had a hard time 
Oh my god, there's this guy like dancing right outside. Oh my god, he's going off. Is anyone watching him? That's sick. This guy's like doing some serious hip hop. And I think he's just by himself on our road. Oof, that was cool. Okay, yeah, sorry, where was I? Yeah, apparently I totally made the series. Like, I feel like she was very entertaining to watch. And I was less eager just to like watch the second half. But I got through it and we're gonna get going. So Akash's criticism of the first part was that I didn't share enough of my personal experiences. And honestly, like to the best that I can, I did try. It's just I don't have any experience really when it comes to matchmaking brokers and all of that stuff. So I couldn't really share anything with respect to that. But I tried to relate my own stories to stuff that happened on the episodes. But Apparently, Akash thought that it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for him. So I'm going to try and do that a little bit more. So it's not too much of like a summary, but just me just talking. So you all remember Predhuman, the guy that I thought was gay and his reaction to that model girl just was like, okay, fine. He's not. He's straight. He took her to this horse's stable area for their first date, their first meeting. And... I thought that was kind of cool. Like I've actually been on a horse three times in my life. So the first time was when I was about three. So it was like in daycare. And I have a picture of this somewhere. I thought it was at my parents' house, but my mom said she sent it when I moved out, sent it with me. It's in one of my albums. And I haven't had a chance to look through to see if I can find that picture. But I do have a picture of it and hopefully I find it so I could put it up on Instagram. I want you guys to see this picture because for the longest time, I always just felt like I look so happy in that picture. And to be three years old and on a horse and not being terrified, like I felt like, you know, that's so cool. Like I was actually pretty brave. And we used to have this picture framed and it was like above like a doorway. And from the distance, it looks like I have this huge smile on my face. And when you look close up, and I only looked close up maybe as I got taller, like when I got taller and I was able to see that picture more clear, I noticed that my eyes are actually terrified. My, like my, the bottom half of my face looks happy, but the top half, like my eyes are, look so scared. And it looked like I had just been crying because like there's like tears still in my eyes. And <laughs> I have to find that picture. I want everyone to see that picture. And then the second time was when I went to India. I remember getting on a horse by like the beach. It was I was uh, like 14 or 15 years old. And me and my cousin or my cousin and I got on this horse um, and just pretty much just trotted a few uh, meters, I guess. And that was okay. And then the third time was when I went to Dominican for the first time and we did horseback riding and that was kind of cool like that was like just us on our own and it was actually like you know trotting and people used to always tell me I look like a horse so I felt like I always had this connection to horses mainly because my face is like long and I used to always wear my hair in like a tight ponytail like tight like everything slicked back and they used to make fun of it like, oh, you know, it looks like a horse's tail. This is this is family, by the way. It's not friends. These are family members that thought that was really funny. And yeah, 
And then they show Aparna and this guy Jay and they go on this like goat yoga date, which was I think really cool. And goats actually look like my dog Rowdy or my dog Rowdy looks like a goat. So I haven't eaten red meat in like more than three years. Like it's been more than three years since I gave up red meat, but I stopped eating like goat mutton, like all that stuff even prior to that only because goats I find are so cute I just couldn't bring myself to eat it anymore and yeah saying that even though goats are so damn cute I don't know if I could actually do goat yoga because like they like crawl on top of you and then what if they poop like you can't control that you don't know if it's coming and if they do poop like how do you handle that situation would you get your money back like you get a refund because you know you got a little doo-doo on you that's the only thing that kind of like deters me from even trying something like that or would deter me from trying something like that because like if the goat's gonna poop on anyone it would be me i know that for a fact and then later on in that episode aparna reveals that she doesn't want any kids at her wedding and i don't know how people feel about this like i actually think that's a good idea especially for not the ceremony but for a reception i feel like if i had the option to do a smaller reception a more intimate reception and akash didn't have like 25 nieces and nephews then i definitely would have suggested no kids as a reception but i know like some people might get offended i guess if kids weren't invited but i don't think i would be like if i had children and they said you know no kids allowed i'd be like great that's awesome so i can just you know leave the kids with my parents and i can just party and not have to worry about them i mean i guess i could leave them with my parents anyways but i wouldn't have to feel guilty about it i think akshay has the most things going on in the later episodes like most of the storylines are about him and it's just so crazy to me because this guy's like only 25 and his mom is like you know like clock is ticking you know and she's so stressed out about it like you know she's like her blood pressure is high and she's having uh, heart palpitations and she like checks her blood pressure in front of her son to be like oh look look it's high it's higher and i'm like lady like you don't need another daughter-in-law what you need is like weed like you need like some medical marijuana to like calm you down he's 25 why are you freaking out about this so this is a lady that also said the whole flexible thing you know she wants a daughter-in-law that's flexible you know she wants someone who's like her oldest son's wife i think the funniest part when she was telling her son like oh you know stop throwing your tantrums like this guy is so calm like he's not he doesn't even like sometimes it's hard to even hear what he's saying like he doesn't even speak up and she's like enough of your tantrums you know just finish it like it was like is it like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter that go finish her finish him like it was it's like that like finish it and what's crazy to me is so he ends up meeting this girl Radhika I think that was what her name was and they end up getting engaged on the show but in reality this guy actually broke off the engagement the day after 
So they show all these like talking heads of like of him saying, or like, you know, those side interviews of him saying like, he's always thinking about her and they're always like messaging each other and he knew she's the one and all this stuff. But then you broke off the engagement the, the next day. You say all this one day and the next day you break it off. I don't know who was surprised by it because like it just seems so rushed and listening to those two talk on the phone, like that conversation was so boring like <laughs> is this how I don't, I don't know if he, he just felt uncomfortable because the cameras were there but i was just like nah i can't watch this anymore and then while they're showing the engagement ceremony there's like talking head from cmonty and obviously these talking heads are done afterwards there's talking heads with her and she must know that the engagement broke off but she still has to talk and act in a way like you know she's so happy they brought she brought them together and stuff which was like so weird i guess the show will make you do that because they don't want to show it that this didn't work this relationship didn't work and radhika got all these saris and jewelry and everything on, on the day of the engagement ceremony and i'm like does she have to return all of this and how come she got all this stuff like i should be talking to my mother-in-law and be like lady what did you give me for marrying your son and don't tell me, oh, you gave me him. And that's the biggest prize. No, I do not want to hear that. So Vyasar, there's a lot of development in Vyasar's story, which I don't want to even touch the whole situation with his dad. I don't know. Like if I was going to be dating somebody and found out that one of his parents was in jail for a very long time for like a violent crime, I don't even know if I would continue dating that person, which is terrible like because obviously the son shouldn't be punished for his parents actions but i don't know if i would be able to get past that but anyway so there's that scene when he first meets rashi who's the second um girl that simanti has set him up with and the first day that she comes over to the house he gets up to go make tea for everybody and she actually goes up to help him the only thing that came to mind for me was I don't make tea like I don't like making tea for other people like I've made it for my family I made it for Akash but when we have guests over I never offer to make them tea it's just there's water there's juice there's wine like those are your options because I feel like Tamil people judge everyone's like tea making abilities like I feel like it's scrutinized so I just don't feel comfortable doing that but Akash is okay with it so if Akash is there then I'll be like oh Akash can make it if they want tea and since Akash thought that I should be sharing more personal stories, I've got a couple stories for you when it comes to tea and Akash. This is for you, babe. So the first time Akash made me tea, this was soon after we got married and we were having breakfast and he offered to make tea and I was excited because I do like tea. I'm a tea drinker. And I remember bringing the cup to my mouth and I was like, oh, but I didn't really react because Akash hadn't taken a sip of his tea yet. So I wanted him to make sure that he drank it. So when he saw me react a little bit, he's like, oh, why? What's wrong? And I was like, oh, no, no, it's good. And then he went and took a sip and then <laughs> he, he almost like choked because he had put salt instead of sugar. And then we just like died laughing because this is his first time making it. And then that's what he did. Like it was so funny. And soon after that, I would have to say I went grocery shopping and that was the first like big grocery shopping haul that I did. So I went grocery shopping and Akash was meeting a client and her mom at our house. So when I got back from shopping, 
Akash had given them tea or was just about to give them tea and he didn't take the tea bags out. Like he gave them the tea with the tea bag still in. They didn't know what to do. They were not sure how to proceed. They were like they were drinking it and then they were just trying to take the tea bag out because like obviously it's going to steep too much. They were using their fingers because there's no like spoon. And I was like, "Oh my god, like, you know, poison my tea all you want, Akash. Poison it all you want. But to invite people to our home, you know, these are our guests and to put them through that type of ordeal, that's just not something that I'm going to stand for. I will not, I will not stand for this. There's a line, okay? And he crossed it that day. And then they show Ankita, who is a businesswoman, very independent. She has her own clothing line. And she says this great line where she says, it's time to be happy, it's time to be equal. Like, I loved it. I love it. I love her. I thought she was great. And for her, because she was, I think, living in a different city and Seema and T kind of referred her to another marriage broker, Gita, who I initially thought that, okay, this lady is less traditional, you know, a little bit more modern thinking, but then like that completely changed at one point. But yeah, like that's what I was thinking of her. And I remember her telling Seema that she always asks clients, like, what is the reason you want to get married? Which I feel like is a pretty standard thing that should be asked because you want to know if your client has good intentions, you know, like you want to make sure that they're doing this for the right reasons. But as soon as she said that she asked clients this, Seema was like, drop that done no no you should never ask that like she was she just like shot her down so quick and i think at one point she was probably like why did i even bring this lady into this <laughs> like she probably regretted it so much during that meeting she shows gita a photo of ankita which i think she looked very pretty in and she was like you know she's not photogenic but she has a nice smile in person like what the fuck is that like what is wrong with you she actually looks so nice in the photo and like for you to be like oh she's not photogenic but she has a nice smile in person like in the photo it's terrible but in person it's it's nice so ankita gets set up with this guy um can't even uh, pronounce his name now i wrote it down but i don't know how they pronounced it. like kishitich kishitich k-s-h-i-t-i-j yeah i have no idea Anyway, so they seem to have a really nice date, but I guess it just kind of fell through because they Googled him or her sister Googled him and found out that he was a divorcee or divorcee. Like, how do you say that word? I don't know. Okay, well, he's been divorced. And the marriage broker, Gita, hadn't said this to her or like didn't inform her of this. I can understand why he may not have mentioned it on a first date. Like... He may have even thought that she already knew, so he might not even have brought it up. And it's not really something you want to talk about on a first date, but the broker not saying it, that that's like some serious like shady shit. But at the end of it, Ankita decides she just wants to focus on her career because her clothing line has really taken off and, you know, good for her. Good for her to realize that right now she has other things that she wants to prioritize. And she probably just wanted Seema and Tia out of her life, to be honest. Seema and Gita. They also introduce Rupam in the second half of the series. Rupam just seems so sweet. She is also a divorced single mother. She seems so nice. 
She's so pretty. And it was funny when she was cooking with her dad in the kitchen and he's just like, more oil, more, more. Like <laughs> I've already mentioned how much oil my mom uses. So it's like very relatable because she's just like, this is too much. And I think it's when Simanti's talking to her that she says the line of the entire series when she says that like in India, like marriages are breaking like biscuits. And I'm like, that's probably because you've arranged them. I really want to know what her success rate is. But anyway, Rupam ends up finding someone on Bumble. And I never did online dating. It, I don't even know like swipe left, swipe right. Like what's the good one? All I know is from what I've heard from friends, it's just that it's just really hard. So the show ends with Simanti meeting Richa, who starts listing everything that she's looking for in a partner. And I know Simanti obviously asks certain questions in between there. Some of the things she's saying is not just something that you would say off the top of your head, but they just cut out all of Simanti's questions and they just have Richa talking about everything that she wants and then see Monty's expressions like oh my god when is this girl gonna stop but seeing that part then I'm thinking you know are they gonna have a part two like is is that what they're like gearing up for which I don't know if they would actually proceed with that only because I'm sure they didn't expect the amount of backlash that there was from this series there's a lot of people that took umbrage with some of the things that were said how see Monty talked about some of the women all these ideals of how a woman should be like all those things rubbed a lot of people the wrong way so i don't know if they'd actually do a season two but i would definitely watch it just for entertainment reasons and you know they might not even care because like as much as there was a lot of people that didn't like it there was a lot of people that liked it too and enjoyed it at least so who knows all right that's it for today thank you everyone for listening i am now gonna go and watch the lakers and heat game i am rooting for the heat i don't like jimmy butler and i don't really care for the team but i don't want lebron to win i hate lebron i've said it before and i actually placed some money on this game my brother gave me really good odds so Here's to the heat hopefully winning and me making a little extra cash. Grateful, thankful, blessed. Peace.